listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tēnā tātoka toa, it's Tuesday the 5th of April. This is Recap brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Here's a disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Welcome to Tuesday, welcome to you and welcome to Chris who's joined us on Recap again once again. Thanks Chris. How you doing Hello, Chris? thank you, thank you. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, I'm slightly worried about my voice. I was getting slightly froggy just before coming on to record. You can attest to that. Ribbit. I was like, all oh, this. It's a bit like this. I'm not worried I might revert to this. Chris, it's been a while since you've been on Recap, which is totally cool. You're a busy guy. Um, well, can maybe you remind people what you do at Sharesies, just so they know? I can, yes. I am the product owner in the Australia team. And so that means that I work with the team to make sure we're working on the most important thing we possibly can be in Australia and making sure everyone has what they need to make that happen. You haven't been to any junkets over in Australia yet, I guess? No. Is that even on the cards, even with COVID, without COVID? Well, potentially, potentially yeah. in yeah. the future. There you go. <laughs> you go to Gold Coast? No, I wish. <laughs> you could go to, uh, what is it, Warner World or whatever it is, meet, uh, meet Daffy Duck. There you go. You'd love that. I know I know you'd love that. I would, I would. <laughs> Enough of this malarkey. Let's get on with the show. A lot to talk about today. We do. So the first story we have today is um, some news about Elon Musk and Twitter. Oh, Elon Musk. We actually did a story uh, regarding him and Tesla last, uh, yesterday in fact. Seems like it's a bit of an Elon Musk week. Uh, what's he done now, Chris? Yeah, what has he done? Well, Elon's gone and he's taken a 9% stake in Twitter. Uh, so that's to the tune of 2.8 billion US dollars. Oh, gosh. Uh, so so why has he done that? It's a very good question, Jose, and it is unclear. Uh, Elon's filed a securities document indicating that he plans for the investment to be passive, uh, which means he doesn't intend to pursue control of the company. Um, though it does come just a few weeks after Elon took to Twitter to ask uh, the people of Twitter if they thought that Twitter, the company, was adhering to the principles of free speech. Uh, he had over 2 million people respond to that poll that he put up. Uh, if you're interested, over 70% of people answered no. Uh, and there's been some speculation that that could indicate that he maybe does want to have a bit more of an impact on the direction of the company. Interesting. And how has the market reacted? Uh, it's reacted favorably. Twitter share price jumped up 27% uh, after the announcement. Uh, and if we keep in mind that since the start of the year, Twitter share price has taken a bit of a hit and has been down 10%. Uh, and so this increase puts them up 15% since the start of the year. Um, right. Some people have speculated that uh, his investment into Twitter might suggest that he actually does want to have a bit more of a play in the running of the business longer term. I see. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, was there any other interest in the purchase? There was. Um, this purchase may have uh, brought in a bit of attention from the SEC or the US Securities and Exchange Commission. 
they uh, mandate that any passive stakes in companies over 5%, of which Elon is over, he has 9% now, or over 9% of Twitter, needs to be disclosed within 10 days. Uh, and Elon Musk disclose his after 20 days. Uh, the historic late fees for a disclosure have been around about $100,000, which I imagine might just be water off a duck's back for Elon. Uh, and so on that, I think you could cue a duck's noise if you have that anywhere available. I certainly do, Chris. I'll even throw in an amusing slide whistle. <laughs> Thanks very much for that, Chris. Uh, I've got an update now on a proposed merger of two Australian nickel miners, which appears to have hit a snag at almost the last hurdle. Oh, uh, tell me more. Who's involved? Yes, I'd be happy to. Uh, last December, IGO Group, which is a nickel lithium miner, made an all-cash deal for nickel producer Western Areas. Uh, both companies are listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. IGO offered $3.36 per share, which valued Western Areas at around uh, $1.09 billion Australian dollars. The Board of Western Areas uh, then endorsed the offer and recommend to its, recommended to its shareholders that they accept the deal. Okay, so that sounds like smooth sailing so far. What upset the waters? Well, Russia invaded Ukraine is what happened. Russia is a major supplier of nickel. It's the third biggest producer behind Indonesia and the Philippines. And the move to wean the world off Russian goods and services triggered a surge in nickel prices. In fact, the price jumped so much that the London Metals Exchange, or LME as it's known, was sent to extreme upheaval. The LME is the largest exchange of metals and has the price of and as the price of nickel went up, uh, the exchange had to halt trading in nickel and then impose daily limits, all of which has made the market quite volatile and the LME now faces a review over the ensuing chaos. Okay, a lot of drama. Um, and why does this affect the IGO and Western Areas merger? Well, if there's uncertainty around the price of nickel, that means there may be uncertainty around how much Western Areas uh, could be valued. To that end, IGO informed the Australian Stock Exchange today that it understands an independent expert brought in by Western Areas as part of the due diligence around the deal has advised against accepting the offer. IGO says it hasn't seen the draft report, uh, but it believes that the expert advice is that the deal isn't in the best interest of Western Areas shareholders. And IGO also says it expects the Western Areas Board to pull support for the deal. Right. And what about Western Areas? Have they said anything? Uh, nothing as of recording. Uh, the company entered into a trading halt today pending the release of a statement. For its part, IGO also stated that its offer was based on a long-term view of the price of nickel and that in their view... Uh, that price hasn't changed in the long term. That's led a number of commentators, including the likes of the Australian Financial Review, to suggest that IGO isn't looking to up its initial offer. Shares of IGO dropped 4% after open today. At time of recording, it was sitting at $14.53. Thanks, Jose. I'm super interested to hear about your last story today. Uh, it's about some pretty big investors challenging companies over their climate change records. Is that right? Uh, yes, it is. So according to reporting by Reuters, a group of 47 investors that manage more than $7 trillion in assets have written to some of Europe's largest companies saying they need to be better about their climate change impact reporting or else. 
or else. Okay, um, it sounds like some tough talk. What kinds of companies are we talking about? Uh, so these are uh, investors involved with companies like Volkswagen and BP, which is listed on the New York Stock Exchange via an ADR. And what happened is these investors sent out a whole bunch of letters to these companies saying that their accounts didn't reflect the impact of climate change on their assets and liabilities. This follows a similar push in 2020, where through a third-party group, the investors laid out a series of steps boards needed to take to bring their practices in line with the Paris Agreement. Right. So this is part of the whole activist investor movement. Um, and what are these investors saying that they'll do? Well, this group of investors, and when I say uh, investors, it's really a group of large investment firms that have kind of banded all together. They say that since 2020, that 2020 push, most companies have failed to respond in what they see as an adequate manner. And in this series of letters, they warn boards that they faced opposition at AGMs in the form of voting against retaining auditors. And they also said that uh, you can expect voting in favour of changing uh, their auditing processes. Right. And this comes right on the heels of the latest climate report by the UN. According to the science, we're at the last chance to keep global warming limit to 1.5 degrees Celsius as per the Paris Agreement. Yeah. And one of the signatories to letters said that, uh, quote, we can't rely on business as usual accounting assumptions. They said that ensuring company accounts are to be aligned to our 1.5 degree future is a crucial first step. And that brings us to the end of the show. That was a recap for the 5th of April. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love you to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. And you can leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode description for you. Please join us tomorrow for another recap. Matiwa. See you.